put together a quick top 10 list of ways you know you are an American. Number 10, you don't realize there are 86 other free countries on planet Earth. Number 9, you like Trump's idea to send the military into space. Number 8, you think once in space the United States military should liberate aliens and teach them democracy. Number 7, you're an alcoholic and you're on Zoloft. Number 6, you squeeze into Under Armour gear to go on a five-minute walk on your treadmill. Number five, you treat your political party like a damn sports team. Number four, you think Phil Mickelson is in great shape. Number three, you use credit to buy a gun, smokes, and lotto tickets. Number two, you consider having 75% of your dentistry intact a good start. Number one, reason you know you're American, you're wondering when the hell this nightmare episode of The Apprentice is over. What the hell is that? What would you say you do here? Stone's Weekly Dose. Because I'm kind of an idiot. I'm a dumb guy. Brian, you don't have to keep trying so hard to impress me. I already really like you. Your midweek download destination. I told you about Brian. I told you. Come on, man. Brian was just making a joke. I'm so lucky to have met you, Brian. You're such an amazing guy. It's Stone's Weekly Dose. And note to self, don't get hopped up on Benadryl and do a podcast. More on that coming up. Welcome in to the supposed for-profit venture that is known as the Stone On Air Podcast, part two this week. Missed you last week as I was at the beach. That'll be an entire segment this go-round at the tail end. This is the Weekly Dose for October 3rd, 2018. I appreciate you guys and gals finding the show. That uh, audio on the front end, I have been hanging on to since July. One of my favorite sports uh, commentators, announcers, show hosts, personalities. It used to be, it's still, he's still in the conversation. I don't like it as much as I used to, but for years was Jim Rome, based out of Southern California. Kind of a shock jock style. Got popular in the 90s. At the same time, Howard Stern was becoming really popular and and that kind of over-the-top, I'm going to yell at everybody and I'm going to be really matter-of-fact and nothing gets by me, like that kind of thing that, you know, I guess occasionally I accidentally do a little bit just from emulating him and others over the years. But um, he has this thing every year that is really stupid. It's really, really, really stupid. But after you've listened to the show, it's, it's very shticky and it's very clicky. And it's very um, inside jokish. So if you don't get it, it doesn't work. And if you do get it, it's quite funny. And he has this um, this whole thing that I kind of got this from him of callers suck. Callers make radio shows boring. And I learned that over the years and agree with that 100%. But he kind of goes over the top with it. And so every year he has what he calls a smack off because they talk smack on this show. And he invites callers that are regulars over the years. This is like a pool of... 25 to 30 people tops, and a lot of them have turned out to be stars in other areas, movie stars sometimes, other radio show hosts. It's not just some average guy who calls in, generally speaking. And um, one of the calls was the one you heard on the front end, and he's a Canadian. And uh, I don't remember his name, but it's, you know, so-and-so in Vancouver. And his big thing is he comes in and piles on America. And so in July, I listened to the Smack Off for the first time in a while, and I thought his call was hilarious, so I grabbed it. And that was his top 10 list of how you know 
you are an American. So um, on Monday, I did a quick show I threw together at the last minute on Sunday night late after I got back from the beach. And I wasn't bombed, but I was uh, hopped up on Benadryl because I've just I was sick all weekend and my allergies are always killing me whether I'm sick or not and it helps me sleep and I got this kind of last second wind to do a show because uh why the hell not well when I went back and listened to it I could the next day I couldn't even remember I was like oh shit I did a show I remember the gist of the two segments but I, I don't really remember how it went went back and listened if I didn't tell you this right now you probably I don't know you might not have noticed but there was a few times where I was like, man, I'm slurring a little bit right there because uh, Benadryl splashed with a, even the smallest dose of alcohol can make you pretty loopy and also make you pretty damn high. And that's part of why I did it, because I felt good for the first time in two days. I felt well, really for the first time in three days. I felt really good. And I was like, man, this is good stuff I'm working on here. This can't wait till tomorrow. We have to do this now. And uh, I don't regret it, and I, you know, I'm not embarrassed or anything. But I did want to at least point that out. If you were thinking, "Damn, uh, Brian sounds a little high," it's because I was. So let's see for today's show: not stoned and clear-eyed and ready to go and feeling good, and lots and lots of show prep. And by show prep in this situation, I just mean notes to self because this is going to be a lot of commentary. Uh, in the final segment of the show, I'm going to just. Uh, audio slideshow my vacation to Florida. This could bore you to tears. You might find a couple of stories interesting. I'd like to think that you would. So if you want to check out and you're not interested in that, you know, feel free. I mean, if you want to check out now, go ahead. If you don't ever want to listen to the show again, fine, go ahead. I, I mean, I wish that you would stay. I, I I value that, but hey, you can do whatever you do. You, I do me. I'm, I'm all good with that. So that'll be the final segment of the show. And it was a lengthy week and there was a lot going on and it was it was just so out of the ordinary for me and my just even my regular not vacations because I don't even know I don't even know what the definition of a vacation is. I guess what I just did, that's a vacation. I haven't done that in any kind of, of, of recent memory. I mean, I went to DC earlier this year, but I was gone for four and a half days and flew on both ends. That wasn't a vacation. That was just a, a runaway to DC to have a little bit of fun. I've been in Colorado a couple times the last couple years. Denver, one of my favorite cities in America. Those were both the same deal. Bookend weekends with lots of travel and two days just to have a little bit of fun. That shit wasn't vacation. That was exhausting. And that was get back home and go straight back to work. That was not what I would consider vacation. What I just did was, that'll be the final segment of the show. I kind of threw this together over the course of just today as I'm recording this on Tuesday uh, the 2nd of October, I've had this little thing back in my head, note to self and my memo pad on my phone to, to, to get into where I'm at on selfies at this point in my life. And it was a throwaway small comment to myself. And then I started looking into it more and thought, there's a whole, I should write a guideline on this so people understand where I, where I come out on, on selfies right now. Because, yeah, I mean, they're kind of lame overall. It's not that interesting of a, of a topic I, I've always thought. Until I put together my guideline. So in case you're wondering how I do or don't follow, block, hide, or deal with people on social media, I have the, and I'll do it in the Stone Solo segment, the, uh, and it's a tongue twister alliteration thing, Stone Solo Selfie Social Media Guideline. Stone Solo Selfie Social Media Guideline and Stone's Group Selfie Social Media Guideline. We'll do that in the Stone Throws segment. So let's see. And the rest of the first half of the segment here is I'm just going to kind of play a little bit of catch up 
on a handful of things. And the main thing is uh, a little bit of commentary on the uh, Kavanaugh hearings for the Supreme Court. And it's less about whether I hashtag believe her or hashtag believe him or whatever. It's more of some ignorance that I have for overall law of the high land of the free world. And that'll be on the tail end of this segment. So just a couple things to clean up here as I've been gone for so long. I've been meaning to say this for a while. On 27 downtown, where those stop signs are, where I've done long, lengthy rants on this over the last uh, however long, year or so, with the construction to that area, which is coming along pretty well. I know they're behind schedule, but it looks like they're about to have some lane shifts here pretty soon. But they now have those stop signs up on almost all the exits right there between the bridge and really the cut before you get to 24. I have now decided... Most times, I mean, if it's completely I'm just cruising through the North Shore, I won't do this. But when I'm traveling around in downtown and hitting the interstate or hitting the highway, I should say, 27, I'm not getting out of the right lane. You're going to watch me drive right by you and look at you while you sit there at that stop sign. Because I have figured out something months and months and months and months ago. Don't go there. Just don't go to those exits. Don't get on there. All you got to do is go down about five blocks and you can get on anywhere on the south side, over on 20th Street, on Market Street. It's just a a mile and a half away, drive down there. I know it seems ridiculous. Oh my God, are you kidding me? I got to drive a mile? Yes, drive a mile and a half down the road and get on where the coast is clear, where it's safe, and where no one's lives are in danger. Do that. And I'm going to drive by you when you decide not inevitably, not necessarily you, but the whoever out there. And I'm going to drive by the people that decide not to do that. And I'm, I might not mockingly and condescendingly wave at them, but I'm not getting out of the right lane. I'm not doing it because it's too dangerous to weave in and out of these lanes at these, in these construction zones. And to get off and on these exits that have such small merges, whether you're getting on or off. I'm not doing it. And I'm going to make a point by making it harder for other people to get on the highway. Because I am making it easier for people to get on the highway because I'm avoiding those intersections and so should you and so should everybody so anybody who chooses not to avoid those on ramps you can be guaranteed that i'm not getting out of your way i'm not going to try i'm not even going to look in my rear view to see if there's an opportunity because you shouldn't be there you should go somewhere that's safer to merge and that's where i'm at on highway 27 and i'm happy about it i'm good with it i drive down to 20th and get on when i go across the river to eat crappy whole foods Let's see, what else? The Chattanooga Red Wolves have finally named their soccer team. They are the Red Wolves. Of the awful choices that they had to choose from, I guess I'll say that the Red Wolves was the best one that they could have picked out of the awful choices. The Express and the Iron Horses and Sporting Chattanooga and whatever the hell else it was. Once again, letting the general public take a poll and decide who your team name is is really, really, really unimaginative and just a bad idea but of the choices i guess i'll say that uh the chattanooga red Wolves soccer club is 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 as good a name as you're going to get out of the five crappy choices that you chose from the general public and i like soccer i don't know what's going on with it cfc uh because i just it's we're now in october the the, the contract was up in september between finley stadium and cfc i haven't heard from anybody and there hasn't been any news reports out there yet i'm sure that'll change Anytime now, but I like soccer, and so I will give this a try. I won't not go. I mean, Finley Stadium is my place. That's my area, the south side, and the first Tennessee Pavilion, some of my favorite places to spend my time. So I will give it a chance, And uh, but the name still sucks. 
And then for the 2,336th time, earlier today, on my way to the radio station to do uh, to, to do my shift over at Alt 98.7, I once again potentially saved somebody's life. Once again, what do I mean by this? I've talked about this over the years. My driving skills are impeccable, and I'm driving down the road on 24, just past the ridge cut, and there's this black Beamer, b- blacked-out BMW, Georgia Tags, Clearly, couldn't tell because it was so blacked out, but clearly it appears on their phone, in their hands. I mean, they're out of the state of Georgia now, so it's 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 legal because Tennessee doesn't give a shit about safety on the road, so we don't have laws that outlaw having cell phones in your hand while you're driving like Georgia finally and very responsibly has done. Tennessee doesn't seem to care about the lives of people on their interstates. Now, you have a couple of beers and drive, you're going to go to jail, and we'll throw the book at you. It's going to cost you all this money, and we'll humiliate you and put you on the side of the highway. But if you drive around with a phone in your hand, that's fine. That's what Tennessee says. Georgia luckily doesn't. But this car is swerving in and out, got in one lane to get off the uh, interstate on a uh, that was 4th Avenue, and then went a little further up and then got out of that lane right after they about threw me off the road and I avoided the accident and saved this person's life. And then just up the road onto Rossville Boulevard, they hit their blinker, get on, get on the exit ramp, and then swerve in and out as they're continuing to look at their phone. Again, I'm guessing, but or may I don't know, hell, maybe they had a Rand McNally Atlas. Maybe that's what they were doing. Regardless, they're both bad. Um, clearly, we all know there wasn't a Rand McNally atlas involved in this point being uh very reckless driving should be completely illegal driving but because of me this person this this male or female is putting their head on the pillow on tuesday night october 2nd not realizing that if it weren't for my impeccable driving skills for the 2336th time i potentially saved their life all right so there's that and a couple of things here real quick before I start talking about the uh, Supreme Court thing. This is a, a little sports related or not a little. It's completely sports related. But I'm doing it because both of these are short clips around a minute each. And I'm really excited right now. The Titans are playing so well. They're probably not very good. But as I tell everybody, no matter what it is you get into, whatever it is that excites you, whatever the extracurricular activity that you follow is, no matter whether it's real or just this fake version of something because you're just not sure yet, it's too early, the sample size is too small, never miss an opportunity to get excited. Never miss an opportunity to get excited because there's so much in life that sucks that's going to drag you down and, and suck the excitement and life out of you. Do not ever excuse away something, oh, God, they're not any good, they suck. Well, maybe they do, but right now, they want, their record indicates that they're one of the best, and do not pass on an opportunity to get excited. This is a really cool like little phenomenon that's been going on in the social media content creators of the world where you, they take the Celine Dion, uh, My Heart Will Go On, Titanic song, so basically just refer to them as the, added with Titanic song as, a, as, as an inspirational, you know, we won the game. This is one that somebody put together. I have no idea. I found this online, so I don't know who to attribute it to, but it's been retweeted and shared so many times. It is uh, the this past week, the Titans beat the defending world champions, Philadelphia Eagles, in just surprising, over-the-top, exciting way. And this is Marcus Mariota and the Titans winning added to Titanic music. Mariota with 10 game-winning drives in his career. He takes the snap. Mariota fires in the end zone for sharp. He missed it. Blitz coming. Mariota throws. Davis dropped it. Blitz coming. 
Mariota throws in the end zone. Man is there. And even if you don't understand why people like football and sports, you got to hear that and realize that that is genuine excitement that can't be fabricated or just kind of pulled out of thin air. It is one of the more exciting games I've ever seen at that stadium, and I sold my damn tickets to an Eagles fan. Now, in my defense, I was gone for a week leading up to that, and I knew I couldn't go Either way, but I uh, I really did hate to miss that because it was damn exciting as it could be. So on the other side, the Atlanta Braves, my true passion in sports life. I mean, all other sports I pay attention to just because, I don't know, I'm a dude who's always been grown up in that kind of culture. And so, yeah, having some pops on the weekend, watching games, whatever, I can have some fun with that. But at the end of the day, I don't really care about any of it. I don't care about Sunday night football or Saturday afternoon gridiron clashes. You know, I, I don't care about any of that. What I care about is the Atlanta Braves the most. I'm a baseball guy. I I study the sport. I'm not quite an historian, but I'm close. And it's just such a fun game to watch. And the Atlanta Braves are such a fun organization to follow over the course of the last 25, 26 years. Well, for the last 12 years, it's been Drek. And we've won the division one time in 12 years. And that was in 2013. And that team wasn't very good. This team came out of nowhere and I pulled this from a couple of different productions from MLB Network and some other places and chopped it up better to make it sound better for radio. This is a quick minute and 20 second little kind of look at as, as a progression of this season has gone as the National League Division Series with the Braves and the Dodgers is Thursday night, Friday, and then Sunday in Atlanta with Monday's game, if necessary, also Atlanta. I don't expect them to win this series, but as I mentioned, Never miss an opportunity to get excited. The future of the Braves is not going to be about 2018. I still maintain they're two years away. We're looking beyond this season. Seeing this Braves team right now on the field, they're playing with a lot of confidence. Braves win! An unbelievable comeback for Ronald Acuna Jr. Ronald Acuna Jr. to that Major League Baseball. The Atlanta Braves. This team is legit. The Braves walk <laughs> It's not some phantom thing that's occurring. Playing some good ball, I think. The Atlanta Braves back in the top position of the division for the first time in almost four years. Eight-off home run for Acuna. But the Braves have won it. There's a young blood putting the Atlanta Braves on his back. Another lead-off homer for Acuna. The Braves are in first place once again. Enjoy that. Youngster, enjoy it. Oh, he did. He's going to take them to a division title. Braves creating some distance at the top. The Braves magic rises up again. This is a massive run that's about to take place. These guys are coming in young, and it reminds you of the yesteryear Braves. The Atlanta Braves are National League East champions. It is party time in Atlanta. What an improbable season for the Atlanta Braves. It's just been so much fun, and all year just kept thinking, this is just going to fall off 
the table eventually. Like we're pushing our luck further and further here, and eventually you're just going to push it right over the edge, and then we're going to fall apart, and we're not going to win the division. And you know, but hey, it's going to be fun. It's going to be neat. At least we had a lot of fun this year, right? No, not right. The, the what happened was is it never got pushed over the table. The division is not very good, but that's not my problem. That's not the Braves' problem. Win the games that are in front of you, and they've done that, and uh, they clinched the National League Eastern Division Championship the first Saturday that I got to Florida in uh, Destin last week, and it was about two hours after I got there. Pulled up, and I'll get into this more in the final segment, but pulled up, unpacked real quick, grabbed a beer, went upstairs, got with all the guys, and a couple of the kids running around, and the wedding was that night, and we watched the game, and it was, I mean, it was it was incredible, absolutely incredible. All right, so more on that coming up here in a few. One of the biggest stories while I was gone, and I didn't follow at all, and I doubt I would have followed all that close any way you, you dice it because I'm not sure how important it is in the long run. But what I don't get is is the way that the Me Too thing has become so serious. And I'm not I'm not discounting it as not serious. I'm just I'm just talking in the um, in in the uh, the realm that this is serious, right? So we've had senators and uh, prominent talk show hosts who have interviewed every major celebrity and politician under the sun. We've had uh, one of the more lovable comedian actors in the in the world, um, smaller celebrities, mid-level celebrities, random uh, just different people that have gone down because of accusations, whether they were true or not. And whatever's going on here with this from back in high school thing, with Dr. Ford and uh, and 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 Judge Kavanaugh, isn't that just enough to say? Surely there's another judge that is just as right leaning and going to vote the way that I guess people think he's going to vote. Also, can't we just do that instead? Like, let's get somebody who's not being accused of anything. It's not ruining his life. I mean, I I don't know. Maybe it would if he didn't get this appointment. But I mean. He, we're not saying you you know we're taking all your money away and you we're gonna lock you up. Just saying maybe you shouldn't be on the highest position of the court, which is what I consider just as as uh, as strong, if not more powerful position than the president itself because it's lifelong. That's the thing. This lifelong appointments to the Supreme Court, I just don't get. As as this little short segment on the end of this overall long open goes, my ignorance of the court of law is going to show here. And that's fine. I don't, I'm never afraid to admit when I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But couldn't, couldn't they just say, all right, fine. All right, all right, fine. We won't do this guy. We won't use this guy. How about one of the other ones? Let's just, let's just get one of the other ones that isn't being accused of some kind of sexual inappropriateness, and then we'll do that instead. Sorry, Brett. Appreciate you coming, but uh, hey, you know that's the breaks, right? That's the that that the shit happens. I, I guess you know, big, powerful, rich white men can't ever swallow pride and say maybe that wasn't a good idea. They have to fight and fight and fight until they get what I. Damn it! I knew this was gonna work. And I told you. I promise you. And um, and I, I I pulled this back out here too, so I'm happy to have this. God damn it! I'm pissed off. <laughs> Sorry, that's from the hot keyboard. So I mean, is that what it is? God damn it! I'm pissed off. It's just like I'm gonna get this through, whether you like it or not. Why don't you just go get another conservative judge that's not being accused of some kind of sexual inappropriateness? Is that just is that not that simple? Is that not how that works? 
You know, oftentimes when somebody doesn't know what they're talking about, they'll be like, hey, why don't you just do that? <sighs> Dude, because that's not how it works. Maybe that's the situation. I don't know. And here's another thing I think about a lot recently, and maybe not even recently, maybe just sporadically over the course of my life. I thought the law was the law. When did the law become so um, so politically divided? I, I thought the law was this thing you had to learn that was so intricate and so specific and so beyond the brain capacity of the average asshole walking around that you it, it, politics didn't have anything to do with it. It had to do with upholding the Constitution. Now, I know politicians wrote the Constitution, blah, blah, I get that. But when did this become we figure out a way to sneak in liberal judges and sneak in conservative judges? I thought this was the law. It kind of goes back to my whole just bewilderment over all the years of when you go to court and, you know, especially when you're younger, make sure you dress up and you may dress really nice and get a haircut. Like, the hell does it matter what I'm wearing? The hell does it matter what my haircut looks like? Are we, are we serving justice here? Or are we pushing political ideology here? Or are we throwing our weight around and, and treating people potentially unfairly just because we feel like it? Where, where is that? What is that? This is the, the ignorance of this that I, that I am showing right now. The most, thing, the most of the law that I know is Law & Order SVU. All right. I've watched enough of that show to have a mildly small, barely not really understanding of how the court of law operates only in, you know, vile, disgusting sexual uh, atrocities. So basically, I know nothing, nothing at all. What, what is it? What, 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 why, how, how could you be allowed to be a judge of the high court if you show political bias, how is that not enough to be in a hearing to have you disqualified? And are these dumb questions? I mean, they're rhetorical. I get it. But it, it, is, it, is it a dumb rhetorical question? Why can't somebody say, dude, you constantly are a conservative-leaning person and you can't be on the Supreme Court? Sorry. Go home. Lose. Don't pass, go, don't get 200, get 200, go to jail, whatever, don't care. You can't be on the Supreme Court until the day you die. It's just, man, I, it, we're, we're 250, whatever it is, years away from when the idea of this country was put together. And I, I'm just not sure that any of this is working out anymore. You know, the, the two-party system, obviously, none of us are happy with. But the, the lifelong Supreme Court, why? Why is that lifelong? I mean, some of these answers, the questions aren't rhetorical. Some of them are... would would be nice to have an answer. And if there's any issue with the person that you're trying to get through in these hearings, even a speck of doubt, doesn't even have to be reasonable doubt, just a speck where you get to make the, the, the decisions or be part of a nine person decision-making process of the, of the strongest, most powerful, freest, realest, best country in the world, right? America, we're the best. How are we not? Why don't we all want to stand up and say, that is not what we should be doing right now. Oh, and by the way, why are these lifelong appointments? Why aren't these elected? Why aren't these judges elected? Why don't they have to run for office or run for their seat? A lot of judges in other small municipalities do, I think, right? I know court clerks do. I know a lot of other smaller uh, municipalities have some kind of uh, elections to their judicial system. Why doesn't the highest court of the land have to do that? 
Again, I don't know. Dumb question, maybe. Maybe. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not here to tell you I know what's going on. But, yeah, it, enough of, uh, of, of, of this mess. Just find another, if we're going to do it this way, just find a different conservative asshole that you think is going to change the way things have been the last 30, 40 years, which it's not going to. It's not going to be a drastic change. There have been conservatives and liberal judges all over the, uh, on, the, you know, on the Supreme Court. But it is important, and it's worth asking why. Why? Because the minute you stop asking why and you just start going along with what everybody tells you, is a minute that when you realize this rigged-ass, effed-up system of a country that we lived in that might have made sense 250 years ago doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense right now. Selfies are driving me crazy. Crazy. And I put together a guideline. It's Stone's Solo Selfies Social Media Guideline and Stone's Group Selfies Social Media Guideline, and it's coming up in Stone's Throw. Heads up. It's... Stone's throw. Wait, what? Oh, whoa. Back up the truck. What are you talking about? Is technology making us mentally ill? Look at me. I'm stupid. I can't do math. This is not making sense to the young adult anymore, and they're tired of it. Does that satisfy you? Are you satisfied now? Uh, The Stone's throw segment is brought to you by me. Someday maybe there'll be a sponsor on there. It's a 2019 goal. Coming up next, my audio slideshow of my trip to Florida. So here's where I've been at sitting with this selfie thing for a while. I just, I, I really find it odd. And I guess I don't find it odd because I understand the ridiculousness of the cultural and societal norms in which we live in now. And the acceptance that people crave, and the um, just the, the need to be out in front of everything, no matter what it is. You just the attention-seeking uh, general public America is, and I, I'm an attention seeker too. Look at me; I'm talking into a microphone in my garage, putting together a, a, a Stone Solo Selfie social media guideline page for a segment on this show. We're all looking for a little bit of attention occasionally, and that, that's fine. I'm okay with that. But taking a picture of yourself is about as lame a way to do that. Now, I don't mean just you've done it before or every now and again something seems perfect and you want to, you know, and that's where my guideline is going to go here in a minute. I'm not saying if you've done a selfie, I hate you. It's the selfie culture that I can't stand. The selfie culture is out of control. And children, I mean, I just watch people walking around staring at their phones, taking pictures of themselves, talking into their phones. It is about as lame as something gets. And I know some are, you know, would say, probably most people that are listening to this wouldn't say this, but, you know, you're just a, you're just an old, boring guy, dude. So, you know, just pound sand. And, of course, a young person wouldn't know what pound sand meant. But point being, piss off, dude. <laughs> I don't care what you think. But I'm not talking about young people. I'm not talking about children. I'm talking about grown-ass adults that are my age, maybe a little younger, probably a little younger, more younger than older, but anywhere between five to seven years younger than me and five to seven years older than me need to follow the guidelines or at least understand the guidelines that I have here as far as social media interaction is considered. Now, this is primarily Facebook that I'm talking about. A little bit of Twitter, not really as much nearly, and a little bit of uh, Instagram. But Instagram is easy to ignore because it's such a such a better social media platform. It's so much cleaner and easier to use. And so I, the, the rules don't apply there 
as much, but they do apply there a little bit. So this is primarily uh, from a social, uh, a Facebook standpoint. Stone social, I already tongue tied it. Stone's solo sells, and I just did it again. I'm not even going to edit this stuff. Stone's solo selfies social media guideline. There's only one automatic social media block, and that's if you do a selfie, and that's random dudes and women that I've never met before. And I use Facebook for two or three primary reasons. One primary is to promote the show. Another is to talk a little Atlanta Braves. And occasionally, just a throwaway comment to something that's somewhat, not necessarily even in the news, just something that people are talking about. But I'm not there for interaction. There's not threads that I get involved in. I don't have conversations. I don't have debates. I don't have arguments. I don't do any of those things. A lot of times people will say, oh, yeah, you talk crap about Facebook, but you're always there. You're not paying attention, dude. No, I'm not. So if I so I have thousands of people that are on there that are connected with me that I've never met. It's just a platform for people to be able to, to just open public profile. I want everything I do to be open to the the entire world. So there's lots of people on there that I don't know, and I don't go in there and weed them out. I don't care because I don't use Facebook as a way for information gathering. I gather information through Twitter and just general internet uh, searches. So if you are any guy or gal that I've never met and you post a, se- a selfie, I automatically block you. That's the only automatic block. Now, for guys that I know, like people that are friends of mine, males that are friends of mine, the first offense of a straight-up selfie, just straight-up of, your, of yourself, I make a sarcastic comment on it. You know, a kidding, not kidding kind of thing. The second offense is that I will warn you that there will be a 30-day snooze, which is one of the best features Facebook has added. You don't have to block people, but you can snooze them for 30 days. The third offense is a 30-day snooze with comment warning. Now, I'm not going to actually do the 30-day snooze. I'm just going to tell you that I am going to do it and comment to you that I'm doing it. Kind of a test to see if you'll post another selfie. And if you do... Four times. The fourth offense, you're blocked. We're no longer friends on Facebook, and maybe we were never really friends to begin with after all. I don't know. There is an exception. I will give all males that are friends of mine two specialty, as I'm calling it, two specialty selfies a year. Meaning like if you're at the Grand Canyon. And like, oh, hey, look, I'm at the Grand Canyon, and you got, you know, the hole in the ground behind you. Now, I think it would be sufficient enough that you just took a picture of the Grand Canyon and then put a comment that said, hey, I'm at the Grand Canyon. I think that would be a lot better than your stupid face getting in the middle in the way of the great picture of the Grand Canyon. I think they serve the same purpose, but I'll give you two of those. Two specialty selfies a year for guys that are actually friends of mine. So like if you're next to Mickey Mantle, oh, hell, I got to do that, right? Okay, I'll give you that. So now, for girls, women that I know that are friends of mine, this is different. I find selfies to be more of a female thing. I don't know how people feel about that comment. I don't care, really. I do find, you know, men and women have different kinds of habits as a generalized kind of thing. I find that women do selfies more, and that's okay. So I am giving women that I know, friends of mine, an allotment of four solo selfies a year. Now, that, I don't know what it means I'm going to count all four. The point being is you don't do it much. Four times a year, and I feel like I'm being generous with that. Now, after the four solo selfies from girls that I know, women that are friends of mine, 
I'll put a mild, sarcastic remark and an unannounced 30-day snooze. Meaning I'm not going to tell you that I'm going to snooze you for 30 days. I'm just going to do it and just put a mild, sarcastic response, just hoping to get like an emoji smile back or something. Now, the second offensive uh, offense is not as mild of a sarcastic comment, a kidding, not kidding, threat of a 30-day snooze, but I'm not going to actually do the snooze. It's going to be another one of those tests. So then if it's the third offense of a solo selfie from a friend that's a woman, that's a friend of mine, it's a completely sarcastic comment and another 30-day snooze. And then if there's a fourth offense of a solo selfie, you're blocked and we're no longer Facebook friends. But if you do that math, that means four that you're getting to begin with and then four more until you're blocked. That's eight. So you get seven selfies a year before, and I'm going to miss some of them anyway, right? So I'm not being hard ass about this. I'm just telling you where I'm kind of coming from here. I made all this shit up today. Sorry. So the exception for girls that I know would be you get six to 10 specialty selfies. I'm giving guys two. I'm giving women six to 10 with the kids at the pool, at the, uh, on the vacation, things like that. And I've got the whole group family one uh, that's a little bit different. I'm getting to here in a minute. I'll put the reps on this here shortly. And so there you go. That's a lot of leeway for selfies. Coming from a guy who hates them, doesn't want to see another one, I'm giving women that I know a potentially upwards of 14, yeah, four, 14 to 18 selfies a year without me getting all mad and blocking you. So I think that's pretty fair. And so the 30-day snooze goes to any acquaintances I have on a first offense that are guys. And any acquaintances I have that are girls, I'll give you four selfies. And I'm never going to block acquaintances because I want, I want their interaction. I don't want them gone. I'm only trying to take this out on my friends who I actually can, you know, spar with and be a jerk with because we're actual friends. If you're an acquaintance of mine, one offense is a dude and I snooze you for 30 days. Four offenses of solo selfies as a, as a girl that I uh, am acquaintance with. And 30-day snoozes. And those those go on inevitably. Like, those, 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 there's, no, there's no insight on those. Because I want acquaintances in my uh, social media timelines. So the Stones Group Selfie Social Media Guideline goes like this. No automatic blocks. I don't block anybody who does group selfies, meaning family selfies. Uh, 15 of us at a party. Five of us at a, in, a, in, a, in the pool. Whatever. I'm not going to automatically block anybody that... Uh, at least not from a one offense kind of thing, right? So there's two different things, intact families and single parents. Intact families, this is all discretionary. If I like you, then I'll probably let you get away with whatever you want because I like you. And, you know, I mean, not, I'm not promising you that I think your, your life is going to be boring, but I bet the chances are you probably are a little bit bored and you get a little fun out of posting this stuff on social media. And I get that and I'm not mad about it. So overall, I am totally cool with my friends of mine's families posting as many selfies as they'd like. And if I don't like you, I'll give you a couple strikes and then I'll block you once you become annoying. And that's true with just about anything. And on the final one here of the Stones Group Selfies Social Media Guideline, single parents. This is completely age-based. Um, I, I Babies are boring me to death on social media, but I'm beginning to realize the more, especially older women, meaning older, meaning in their 30s, that are having children, 
I'm realizing how precious and how amazing of a of a, of a thing it is. And I, I while I can't say I understand, because I sure as hell don't understand, I respect it. So I'll give you all the baby selfies you want. All the baby selfies you want. But if your kid's like 10, that's enough. No, no, you got, you got to slow down on the selfies. You're setting a bad example when you're sitting around your 10 and 7 and 13 and 12-year-olds taking a bunch of pictures of yourself. You're turning them in the, what do they call them? The uh, I generation, I think is what we're calling the next wave of young people who are already going to be addicted and have mental illness because of their uh, of their devices that are ruining their retinas and their brains and their brain function and the way that their, their sensitivities react to things and they're going to live a life of potential misery. Um, you're making it worse by taking a bunch of selfies. So if you got a bunch of, you know, 10, 12, 13, 14-year-olds, why don't you just take pictures of each other or something? Let's, let's lay off the selfies. How about that? So there you go. <laughs> the Stone's Solo Selfie Social Media Guideline and Stone's Group Selfie Social Media Guideline. Coming up next, it is my audio slideshow of Vacation 2018 to Miramar Beach, just to the east of Destin. For my experiences in life, absolute paradise. And I'll get to that coming up next. Going out here with my girl, Letitia, and her band, The Dead Deads. Be right back. Hang tight. More of Stone On Air coming up. I'll go ahead and make sure you get another copy of that memo. At stoneonair.com. There's the old man. And his job is to catch the fish. So he get in the boat to try and catch fish. So he catch the fish, but the fish is very strong. So the old man cannot reel in the fish. Oh, then he fight the fish some more. And he finally catch the fish. He catches the fish so then he can make money. No, because on the way home, the sharks come and eat the fish. And so... He no make money. That's it? That's the whole story? Yeah, we see fishes, we go fishing. So that intro there to the rejoin was a little bit of a stretch. I don't even know what the hell it means. It's just South Park. When all else fails, Google whatever topic I'm looking for, Seinfeld, topic, South Park, topic, Family Guy, topic, Mitch Hedberg, topic, I don't know, some other kind of generic, and something's going to pop up that I could use for that, but that was as good as it gets. And I'll get to what that means, the fishing thing here in a minute, but I, I think I might be in trouble. I'll get to that in a sec. This is widespread panic. Fishing is the name of it. So my um, my new friend that is a female, um, she texted me just in the last hour and a half or so, and just was like, "Hey, so what's the what you, what's the topic of the show uh, this week?" And I was like, oh, "All kinds of smorgasbord of, of stuff." And, uh, but my main only prepared segment is my disdain for selfies. 
And while I was in the middle of that segment that I just finished, I got a text saying, oh, I love selfies, and then going on about, um, I can't remember. It was a nice, you know, very, very well worded and um, and well thought out text. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I, I, I think anybody who heard that realizes that that was mostly a joke. It's not really. It's like a kidding, not kidding. Like, I really do think they're stupid, mainly coming from men. While that's why I give them such a short leash. But it was a joke overall. All right, so if you're still here, I appreciate it. This is just going to be a look back at my week in Florida. Started about September, a little before September of 17 probably about a month before September of 17. And my um, my brother and his, well, now wife, but for longest time, just long time girlfriend, partner. And they, they have a three-year-old, soon-to-be three-year-old son, special needs, and I love him to death. One of my favorite little kids I've ever spent any time around. And um, I go up, I stay in there in Nashville when I'm, uh, I'm up there. You know, I talk about going to Nashville a lot. And I, it was about a month out of September last year, and I don't remember who I was talking to, somebody in the family or something said, oh, yeah, in September, Jeff and uh, Danielle are going to get married. And I thought, oh, well, that's probably a good idea, you know, for nothing else, insurance purposes or whatever. I mean, if you want to get married, get married. If you don't, you don't. Doesn't matter to me for one second. And I thought, okay, so what, like in a few weeks? No, in a year and a month. Wait, really? Hold on, back up. Back up, beep, beep, beep. Back up the trucks. What are you talking about? So it turns out they wanted to spend the next year putting together this amazing wedding vacation destination combo. Um, uh, what do they call it when you get married and you go off and you do some honeymoon, <laughs> honeymoon and fa- friends and family and strategically planned that not everybody there was a sa- at the same time because not everybody, you know, you don't want to have 15 to 25 people there at the same time the entire time. Or you can see where that might go when it has so much family involvement. And um, I thought, okay, well, we'll see how it goes. You know, I, mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't do the beach. I haven't done the beach in forever. Well, then I get a wind of what they're putting together. And over the course of the next six to eight months, after I found out what they're doing, the more I looked at it, the more I thought, holy hell, what are we doing here? <laughs> this is way out of our pay grades. This is living like we've never lived or I've never lived before. And in the end, it was just, it's just this palace four story, uh, you know, so it's a vertical, it's, it's a very big property, but it's all vertical. And so each level isn't that huge, but he put it all together. And then the, the, the pool in the back with the outdoor kitchen, outdoor kitchen, living, um, bar downstairs, like full stocked with with two big screen TVs and the two uh, living areas and the two middle areas of the of this property and then the very top is a game room pool tables foos table a foosball table card tables uh pinball and then the very top roof where the wedding was you can go up there and overlook the ocean it's pretty damn incredible so when people were like hey did you go hang out and do anything while you were in uh destin or miramar hell no i didn't <laughs> i mean i went to the beach a couple of times but we we brought the party here we didn't need to go to a restaurant to eat lobster and crab legs and drink uh, draft beer and and gin and vodka and, and whiskey. It's all already here. It was pretty incredible. So I'll just wa- go through day by day here how this went down. So I'm leaving on Saturday, the 20-whatever day that was of September, and I'm stressed out because I'm the quote-unquote DJ of the wedding. So I need to make as good a time as possible, and waking up early is not something I like to do. 
So a guy I trust uh, implicitly that I work with gave me these handwritten directions to get to Destin that were quite literally take a left when you see the school, then hang a right when you see this next fork, and then go to the end of the road and you'll see a convenience store and take a right there, and then you'll be in Florida and then take that straight into Destin from there. It's all, that's, I'm not even exaggerating on that. That's how simplistic and written with ink on paper these directions were. And he said, dude, I've been going to Destin for 30 years. And for a majority of those years, I've been taking these exact directions and it saves almost an hour because your car never stops. The GPS won't pick these roads up because they don't, they're not on that path of however that works. And so again, I trust the guy. And I said, all right, if I make good time in the morning, because I got to be there for the wedding that night, that five o'clock is the wedding on Saturday. I'm leaving in the morning, but I'm going to go ahead and try this because I got to Montgomery really good timing and I had five hours to play with. And I thought if if anything, if I get messed up, I just hit the GPS and then it takes me in and it takes me an extra hour and I'm there with two or three hours to spare. But I am interested to see if this works. I followed these bumpkin ass directions to a T didn't miss a beat and made it there in six hours on the nose. Not a, I mean, probably more like five hours and 50 minutes. That's how good these directions are just because you're not stopping. You're not hitting those highways that are stop and go, stop and go. So that was, uh, that was pretty impressive and I was nervous as hell about it, but it worked out beautifully. Got there. The wedding was that night. Before that, the Braves played. We watched them win the championship. Then we did the wedding. I had set up. I didn't know how the setup was going to be. I brought all my gear and uh, it worked out beautifully. That was fun. Had the reception, drank ourselves into oblivion. Sunday wakes, uh, uh, turns around. We wake up. We watch the Titans win out on the uh, out on the patio, out underneath in the kitchen area and the in the pool area, which is just a big ass pool with tables and bars, you know, concrete bar seats inside the pool. Just ideal for just hanging out and watching the game. And but I started eating a bunch of shrimp from this shrimp boil they did the night before, and I overdid it. <laughs> Got a little sick. Took some sleep, uh, took some naps, felt better in the afternoon. And come Monday, and this goes back to the fishes thing, we were going to go deep sea fishing. So the only night we went out the entire um, week was that Sunday night just to a beach bar right there, you know, like right on, on the beach where you can walk there from the beach or walk the streets. And I don't know what it's called, but it was a fun place and a great service and expensive as it could be, but it was great food and great drinks. And we cut that down early, took the beach back on the night, hung around, caught some little crabs, or I didn't, some of the guys I were with. We goofed around on the on the water a little bit on the beach. Then crashed out and went deep sea fishing on Monday. And we had to be there at 6 a.m., meaning we had to be up at 5 a.m. And I thought going into this, when they brought this idea up, hey, let's uh, let's go deep sea fishing. What do you think? I'll put the uh, tour together and uh, we'll, we'll split it up. I said, you yeah. know. I'll throw in just to be uh, just to be a buddy old pal, but I ain't got a damn interest in casting the first line out there to catch any fish. I, I, that's not my thing. So whatever. So I'm just thinking, yeah, we'll go hang out on a boat out in the ocean. That'll be fun, right? Uh, yeah. No. Do I have a Do I have a sounder that 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 fits with something like that? I don't. I don't think I do. I guess I could say. I guess I could go with uh, whatever, dude. <laughs> You failed. Maybe that one works, too. Um, no, this was an awful idea. We stopped by in the morning at 5.30 to get some. We can buy a beer at 5.30 in the morning in, uh, in in the panhandle. Got a couple of beers, got a beef jerky, a couple of waters. Hey, let's go hang out on the boat. 
As soon as that damn thing took off and it's sunrise and thinking, man, what a gorgeous day. This is going to be fun. As soon as we hit the out of the no-wake zone, I mean, I'm talking current, wave, motion of the ocean. It was absolutely terrifying. And it was first just getting a little sick. And this is big boat with this big cabin. And the ca- captain is all the way, uh, way up top. The, this this terrain was rough on this day. And our mate, first mate guy said, yeah, this is a little rougher than normal. It As we get out there and we're starting to get positioned, this thing is, I, I feel like we're going to cap, capsize. Uh, we're going over. We're I, I might die out here. I was terrified. It's not even an exaggeration to say that. I was very, very worried. I don't trust these these beach bums that just have a boat on a dock. I don't know who paid. I don't know what company this went through. I just showed up because this is the time they told me to be here. I don't trust anybody. And we're rocking and rolling, and I'm sick as I could be. I get motion sickness in cars, on planes. I knew I would have some issues with that. But as soon as we got out there, I went into the to the cab cabin and sat down on little benches they have, and uh, the first mate guy walked in there. Craig, I think was his name. Craig walked in there and said, and I was digging through the life jackets, lifeboat things. And, and those big, stupid orange ones that look dumb as they could be, like Tommy uh, uh, Tommy Boy kind of looking thing. And uh, and he's like, what are you doing? Uh, just getting ready. He's like, getting ready for what? I said, oh, I don't know. Just going to make a fashion statement, I guess. It's like, yeah, well, that thing looks stupid. You don't need to worry about that. And I was like, yeah, okay, whatever, dude. And so he walks off. He's just joking around, obviously. They go back out, they're starting to fish, and I just said, I can't take this anymore. And I laid down on the little bench and used that life jacket as a as a pillow. And sleeping when that thing is rocking back and forth is pretty nice, actually. So I was out for the next two hours as the boat rocked back and forth, and then I got up towards the end and was still pretty sick once I stood up and looked out again. They caught a bunch of little crappy fish, little you know snappers or something. And then on the way in, the water's calmed. And then it was a gorgeous view of the coastline and a gorgeous view of the of the cloud and skyline. And uh, walked out of the back, grabbed my other beer, opened it up and said, all right, this is what I came out here for. And it's almost that relief that you know you're going back kind of things. So, And I knew going into it, I said, this is an experience that I need to have because it's going to determine whether I ever do this again. And I can promise you I will never do that again. Later that night, we watched Monday Night Football on the patio with the pool, had a pizza party, ordered a bunch of food. Man, it was fantastic. Tuesday was the night that I thought I might leave the next morning. And I'll try to make this quick as I can. I know I'm going long here, and there's only a couple days left here and only one real good story left to tell. Tuesday, I, I, I told everybody going in, when are you leaving? When are you leaving? When are you leaving? I'm leaving when I get annoyed. I'm leaving when I get tired. I'm leaving when I get sick. I don't. Whenever one of those things happen... That's when I'm going to leave. And if that's three days, that's three. If it's five, it's five. If it's seven, it's seven. And on that Tuesday, and I'm not going to get too far into it because it didn't matter. It wasn't important. Uh, there was an older guy that was there in the family, an in-law at, at, at that now at this point, who is a pretty cocky dude. And, but he was, he was good and knowledgeable at things, so he wasn't coming out of nowhere with his cockiness. And I, I'm okay with a healthy ego. Got no problem with that at all. I actually can feed off that at times. And we're playing up in the game room. We're playing foosball. We're playing pool. We're listening to music. We're quizzing each other. We're all just, you know, dude stuff. And, you know, this is this guy's the, the, the age of somebody who would be my father. 
And um, and I don't remember this well because we had been drinking a ton on that Tuesday. <laughs> Shocker, right? And I remember at one point we were playing foosball and he was just smoking us. Smoking us. And then we played pool and he's talking about the game and I was on the other team against him in doubles. And I'm not very good at pool. I know how to play pool. I'm just not very good at it. But every now and again, my stroke starts working. And in our game we were playing, and it was me and the other guy that were kind of like, okay, this guy thinks he's badass. Let's go beat his ass. Let's do this. Like, again, I'm feeding off this cockiness. I'm not mad about it. I'm feeding off of it. And we're playing this game, and it gets down to there's about four balls left on the table, and pretty much whoever takes over over the next couple of shots is going to win. And I cleared our balls, and I sunk in the eight, and and I was just like bat flip. You know, I mean, seriously, like, boom, look at that, boys and girls. I don't remember if I threw it up in the air or dropped it like, woo check that shit out. And was just like, oh, yeah, you're so good. Check that out, man. It, but it was all dude stuff. It was not, it was not screw you. I hate you. It was like, you think you're badass? Well, you know, you like them. What do you think about them apples, right? Then later on, as it gets even cloudier in my head, I don't know if there was an argument between somebody about music or something. I have no idea. But there was a text in the middle of the night basically saying, why are you two being assholes? And the other guy, who is not normally known for this, came in and saved the day and just said, hey, totally misunderstood. We were just killing it out there, having fun, being, you know, bros. You know, no, you know, no problem here. And it, and it was no problem, no problem, no problem. But I didn't get that far with it in the morning. I read it with one eye open saying the F is going on here. This is what I'm talking about, everybody. And I text him specifically and said, what's going on? It's like, dude, I don't even really know. But the fire's out. So don't say a word. Shut your mouth. Go back to sleep. And let's just go have fun. Because on Wednesday, we're going to do a massive sea uh, seafood, cook out, grill out, boil out on the porch hanging out all night to watch the new South Park. And I said, okay, all right, I guess, because I said, I'm about ready to leave. I am, I am, as I'm still just cranky in the morning texting him, I was looking for a reason to leave, and I think I'm about to. And he said, dude, just chill. There's nothing going on here. And he was right, totally right. Again, a guy who's not known for that kind of, uh, of rationality, <laughs> he, uh, he, he was right. And so the final thing that week that was really worth noting was on Wednesday. We went to a place called Destin Ice. It was like a, a meat market, but it was basically all seafood with a little bit of red meat, no poultry or anything like that. And we go in there and we just start, I don't, I don't even love looking at the prices. I'm a little dazed from the night before. I remember once we got home, I went and took a nap. We got, I don't know, 15 pounds of snow crab. We got two or three pounds of king crab, a couple of ribeyes, uh, two or three pounds of just straight up uh, shrimp. Two or four or five, I don't even remember how many lobsters. I mean, it was just, hey, let's get one of those too. Hey, there's some Old Bay. Throw that in there too. Hey, oh, well, we need some of that. Well, hell yeah, we got to have some of that, right? Our bill at Destiny Seafood Market was $342, which I gladly paid for because I was way behind in pulling my weight there monetarily. We went to back to the house that night, got everything ready, buttered everything up, got literally like butcher paper and cover the entire island of the outside bar where the pool is waiting for South Park to come on that night with reruns running all day and just killed crab legs for hours and hours and a little a little steak for some surf and turf 
I think we had we made some biscuits, you know, a little bit, of, whatever. It was fantastic. On uh, Thursday, spent most of the day out on the beach, had another little pizza party for Thursday night football. Woke up on Friday, sick AF. That's what I wrote down here on this piece of paper, sick AF. I would have left on Friday, except I was too nauseous and sick to drive. On Saturday, I basically quite literally slept every single minute of Friday. And then on Saturday, which would have been this past Saturday, from the time that this podcast is dropped on the 3rd of October, I drove back. It was awful because I was still pretty sick, but not nauseous anymore. So I was able to drive six and a half hours, almost seven hours. I got lost trying to find my shortcut on the way back. That was bad judgment on me. There's no way I was going to be able to figure that out. And uh, that's about it. Got home and uh, laid around all day Sunday. Got a little buzzed on Benadryl and decided to do a podcast. Fast forward two and a half days later, and we're to the present. And that is all I got for today. A couple anecdotes throughout the course of that week that I'll probably throw out there. One in particular, I'm just popped in my head, but since I've wound down the timeline, I'll, I'll, I'll throw this back out there at another time because it's an interesting enough situation that you can talk about it uh, at any point. So I'll get to that later. So the, I guess what has been learned today is I don't do vacations often, and when I do, I go hard, and I had a lot of fun. I don't understand the uh, justice and court system really all that much, from the high courts to the mid courts to the lower courts. I don't quite understand why there's political agendas involved in that. I, uh, I'm in love with the Titans and the Braves right now, and I hate selfies, but if you do happen to take selfies, just follow the guideline, man. And, 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 and girl, man and woman, just follow the guideline. That's all you got to do. All right, that's it. Thank you guys and gals for being here. I am going to put the wraps on this show right now. Y'all have a good one. We'll do it again next week. It's Stone On Air podcast at Stone On Air on all social media. See you. The world's passed by.